0: to the dope
1: post brought to you by KCI. All right. Never mind. You're you're listening to the dope post brought no! to you by KCI. Oh, that uh, was good. It was okay. Uh it was it's been a crazy couple weeks here. Uh Game of Thrones, Avengers Endgame, NBA playoffs. I think I'm going to do an episode on each of those topics. Uh the Avengers Endgame episode is going to come as soon as my housemate Sami decides to go watch it. Uh, I'm still looking for people to do the uh, Game of Thrones one. It's a work in progress, but we'll get there. We're now on Apple Podcasts at KUCI The Dope Post. I just did an episode with my friend Matt. We talked a little bit of playoffs, specifically Spurs and Trailblazers. And then we talked about our mutual transfer student experience at UCI. I'm thinking about doing a series just focused on transfer students, but we'll, we'll see how that goes. But today... We have Christian. Yeah. Can you hear that? I don't know.
0: Yeah. <laughs> it's me. Okay.
1: Yeah, that's fine. We're we're going to talk the movie Us by Jordan Peele and we're just going to try to understand the deeper meanings of the movie. So, Christy, welcome to the show.
0: Thank you. Thank you for having me.
1: What 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 are just some like initial uh, things that you you liked about the movie?
0: Um, initial things I liked, I really like the opening scene of the film. So, like, the ambience, the music, just the tension that Jordan Peele creates, I feel like is very stellar in the beginning.
1: What do you think that scene with the rabbits meant?
0: Oh, so, like, the really long, drawn-out one, right?
1: Yeah, with um, the the music and everything. Yeah.
0: Originally, I was, like, oh, I was sitting in the theater, like, what's, I know it's just to set up that sort of, like feeling to the movie but i for a while wasn't really reading into it that much and then i was reading up on theories afterward and people were like oh if you notice the middle rabbits they stick out compared to the other ones so it's supposed to be symbolism for the rest of the movie
1: yeah when i was watching i was trying to keep an eye out on the rabbits and i noticed that the very first rabbit that it focused on it was like a brown rabbit and as the camera zoomed out that brown rabbit just stopped moving Right, right. And then everything, and then you kind of like lose track of that rabbit. So, do you think that's
0: a symbol for the rest of the movie?
1: Maybe. Maybe it means like um you might get lost in the crowd. Mm-hmm. So, as there's more people like coming into play, then you just get lost. So, it's hard to like put yourself out there or be noticed, maybe.
0: I think it's also a parallel for Adelaide's character because. The rest of the people on the surface are supposed to be the untethered, but she's the one that's technically um, originally. Spoiler alert: a tethered person.
1: Oh yeah, so, spoiler alert! If you haven't seen this,
0: yeah, this is a deep discussion. But yeah, I think it's also a sign of how she is different from the rest of the people around her.
1: Yeah. Um. Let's just talk. The have you have you heard the the idea that I think Jordan explained this or he confirmed this, but. This movie is supposed to be about, like, class, right? Mm-hmm. Class struggle. Yeah. Middle class, upper class, or lower class. Um, the originals are meant to be middle or upper class, wh- whereas the copies are meant to be lower class. And they're living underground. They're eating rabbits. They don't, they're, they don't, like, have an understanding of love or compassion, and they can't even talk, except for Red, right? right. But Red is actually the original Adelaide. Mm -hmm. so did you like come to this conclusion or what were your your thoughts or theories when you were watching this
0: um i didn't come to the exact conclusion of that when i was watching it but afterward it made sense because if you go into that whole poverty example so the middle class they're fighting because they have to And then the upper class, sort of, um, it's shown through the different families in the movie. So for the main family, they're like fighting to the death and they're very headstrong in what they're doing versus their really rich white friends who are supposed to be the upper class. And they kind of die without a real fight. As you can see, like they're very easily murdered by their tethered counterparts. And then um, the tethered are obviously the lower class and they're physically and metaphorically repressed and held underground. So I feel like that. I think it was confirmed, right, by Jordan Peele.
1: I think so. So I'd say the middle class, the Wilsons. I think they're more close to reality. So they understand, or they have uh, contact with the lower class or poverty. So they, they 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 see they still see in their lives like what it's like to be poor and have nothing. So when when a force comes on to threaten their sense of safety and stability then they're have like this the the courage and the determination to like fight and then survive but then when you take their uh their friends they're like more disconnected from reality so they're and they're still they're so certain that they're gonna be safe in their wealth and 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 their stability so that's why they they dive like very quickly compared to yeah it's really funny
0: because it It almost feels like it came out of nowhere for the, I think the Tylers. Um, And yeah, it did come out of nowhere for the Wilsons as well. But for them, it just, like, they were killed so quickly and so brutally that it just makes you think that the resources they had and that sense of comfort that they had ultimately didn't really mean anything because they were so easily just dead. And also, I found their tethers really interesting, the way that they were acting. Um, Like, how. was it Kitty's tether? Is this really bizarre, um, almost maniacal figure? And then the husband's tether is this really like, because um, he's mirroring the alcoholic, like surface person. So I feel like it's really interesting to see how they feel like they have to mimic those behaviors.
1: I think the Wilsons, they're also a family that has love, they all love each other. Whereas they're friends like you don't really see that kind of love that's even true. between the husband and the wife the wife hates him and she says that she's she would kill him like mm. in earlier in the movie at the beach and then later on you see that her tethered actually kills him or no that's not true but she she's like ha- she's like happy when she sees her uh, copy husband being killed by uh, um Adelaide's uh, husband right, right? right. she's laughing and she's smiling mm-hmm and then you also see, you also see the the kids. They, they don't really like love the, their parents either. Uh, I'm talking about the neighbors, of course. Whereas you compare Adelaide's children, they're even though they fight or like they get angry at each other, there's there's a sense that like they they still understand their family. So I think also love in that way gave them a motivation to stick together and survive together. And, and it's then,
0: interesting, yeah, to note how love plays a different role in all those different classes so for the Wilsons they have that and then it's not very present with the upper class representation and then how do you think that's sort of interpreted for the tethers in the lower class like love yeah like do you think it exists for them at all or
1: no i don't think so they 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 don't under they don't have like emotions and they don't understand what love is but they're just brought together by the real Adelaide because she she came from the real world so it's like she became their inspirational figure to like lead them out of the underground. Mm-hmm. Without without her, they wouldn't be able to like be organize themselves right to um, attack, and then they, they would never have gone that far without Adelaide, the real Adelaide Wilson. Right.
0: And what do you think about this representation, like the theory that it's based on class?
1: When I was watching this, I thought I had it figured out until the very end when they revealed that Uh, Adelaide, the real Adelaide was underground the entire time and then her copy like went out to live in the real world. But before this, I thought the movie was about embracing our dark side in each of us. So the copies were like our dark side and they represented what we truly want, which I think is, I'm still partially correct, but that's not like the, the overarching idea that Jordan Peele wanted to do. I thought Adelaide's husband, the real husband, I thought he he didn't really have that much trouble fighting off his counterpart because he didn't have a dark side, maybe. Whereas mm. Adelaide, she did have a dark side. Um, I also thought like maybe it's confidence, like how confident you are with like keeping your dark side in control, or just even knowing that you have a dark side. Yeah,
0: maybe it's not even so much being confident in your dark side, but being oblivious to it. Because when I think about the husband in the Wilson family, it just seems like it didn't really dive into too much of his dark side. But it seems almost as if like he repressed it. And so it's not so much of like a heavy weight on his mind the way it is for Adelaide.
1: I thought he took this nice role of being the strong man in the family. So because of that, he and it's not he's not faking it, right? He really is like strong and confident. So because of that, that's why he doesn't struggle a lot with fighting off his counterpart. But then you take the Adelaide Wilson, like before we know that she's the the tethered. She has like a, a a brutal history of where her childhood was. You know, she was born tethered, but then she grew up trying to act like she was real. So she had all of this like dark package under under her so that's why it took it takes her longer to kill off her counterpart and then I think for her children what I thought when I was watching the movie was because they're just children so they don't yet understand like real world like implications so that's why they also take it takes them a long time to kill off their counterpart as well just because they don't understand yet what their dark part dark side is
0: hmm but it's weird because Jason I think the son it almost seems like he develops this really quick Um, understanding of his tethered because at the end when he starts walking back and then his tethered person walks back into the fire so it's he has this knowledge of how he can control this darker side or this other version of himself so I don't know what to make of that like is he is that a sign that he's understanding more about the world and thus himself or
1: like no I think it's because the Adelaide Wilson we first meet, so tethered Adelaide, She, since her children are half-tethered, right? Right. That, and then I, I noticed that her and her son are a lot closer than her and her daughter. So I think that's why her son was just, maybe she, he had this feeling that, you know, something was off. So, and then he just knew that he was connected to his tethered somehow. And maybe that's what how he came to realize that, like that his tethered is like following his movements and everything.
0: Right. And also it also seems like he is less influenced by societal expectations and ideals the way that his older sister is. So and that kind of like you said that Jason's closer to Adelaide and then the daughter is closer to the dad in a sense because they're both they have these like the dad. He almost feels insecure because his friends are a lot richer. They have things that he would want for himself. So he's influenced by this idea of poverty and having more. And then the son doesn't really have any of that in necessarily because he still has that innocence. So yeah, maybe that's that's what that is.
1: Did you have any other theories, like partially correct theories?
0: Um, like when my you, own theories when, when I was you were watching,
1: watching before the movie ended.
0: Hmm. Well, I had a feeling early on that Adelaide was switched out just because of that scene where um, they're like, oh, she's not talking or I just want my daughter back. And I felt like, ah, like something happened. But in terms of the whole movie in general, I don't think like going back to the poverty representation, I didn't have that in mind necessarily. It makes sense. But for me, I also was leaning more towards like Oh, it's it has something to do with like the supernatural or their dark side manifesting somehow. Um, but that's, that's
1: literally my idea.
0: Well, you don't. It's not your idea completely. I I mean I agree with it. I just felt that there would be more supernatural ties to it, and then it ended up being more of like the metaphorical poverty example. So.
1: Let's talk about the the ballet scene or during the main climactic um, fight scene between Adelaide, fake Adelaide versus real Adelaide. Yeah. But then they compare the fighting to, like, ballet scenes. And mm-hmm. then they, it's like they do a flashback to when...
0: They were kids, right?
1: Yeah, when but practicing. then the, you see, like, um, the, the underground Adelaide, she was just dancing with her tether, like, watching her to mimic what was happening above. But then you see the above Adelaide, like dancing beautifully and then she's still being watched by her parents i guess and other people but the lights on her and she's dancing very smoothly and elegantly but then her the underground adelaide is dancing very unorganized and messy what do you think about that
0: well if you look at the ultimate fight fight scene that they have together it almost seems like um, Red is more graceful in her movements because the way she's navigating around, because they're in that classroom, I think, and she just knows where she's going to move and she's able to be a step ahead of her. So it's this interesting contrast where you expect the surface level Adelaide to be able to be more swift with that, but she's not. And also, if you've heard of the whole, um, like the big uh, surprise, not surprise, but like a lot of people were very, adamant about focusing on that one part in the trailer and then the movie where she's snapping to the beat of the song but it's off.
1: Yeah. Like have you heard
0: of that? Yeah, so people are just like, oh, what does this mean? Because like she's off beat, shouldn't she know because she's a dancer? And then how is Red able to be so powerful in dance when she was always the one doing it underground? So
1: First off, I was confused. I was wondering if the ballet dancer so uh, above adelaide was that already tethered adelaide taking over or is that the actual original adelaide before she was taken
0: wait you mean the the dancing scene with the surface
1: adelaide yeah Yeah. and then the underground dancing scene as well so i'm wondering was that before Uh, the switch or after the switch because i'm still confused
0: she was about eight when she was switched right i'm no i think that was Ooh, you're right no, I think it was before the switch when they were doing that scene.
1: Cause what I, I have this idea. What about this idea? Yeah. It was after the switch, but then it's trying to show that when someone underground makes it above, they will, like, practice hard, they will study hard, they will work hard, and that's how the end result of that dancing was so beautiful and elegant. But then mm-hmm. you see the underground where that's, like, her true, her true skill, where she didn't like dancing? Was it established that she liked dancing? Or did she not I'm not even not sure like if dancing? she really
0: liked dancing.
1: I don't remember.
0: Yeah. But then that goes hand in hand with nature versus nurture. So if you take a person and you're, you separate them into different living circumstances, the way that they're able to flourish and develop is really drastic, even if the skill set is still essentially the same. You know? And that's the whole... Like, even though um, Adelaide is the original Tethered, that she's able to develop a successful life in the future because it's not so much her, but it's a matter of her, where she was born and, you know, where she grew up.
1: Yeah, yeah. I-, I agree with that.
0: Did you have any other theories?
1: Wait, let's go back to that, that oh. scene you were talking about with the snapping. Yeah. Did you, like, you, so you noticed that it was kind of weird and offbeat, right?
0: With the, oh, yeah, yeah, The yeah. snapping. mm mm-hmm.
1: I'm surprised because I don't think you listen to that much hip hop, so
0: well, I don't think it's so much like knowledge of the music, but hearing the rhythm of it and seeing her like being offbeat. At first, I didn't think it was a super huge thing, but when I saw a bunch of people like talking about it, I was like, "Oh, yeah, that is weird
1: i think I think that song I know that song. I think a lot of people know that song, even though it's old, so that's how people like notice that mm, it was weird
0: That's true. Yeah, I'm sure. Did what you did, did yeah. you
1: notice that red was the only one to speak? So then that's like yeah. an early clue that maybe she was born from the original world?
0: Um, ooh, yeah, let me think of that.
1: I didn't mm. notice at all. I thought I thought maybe the, the raspiness of Red's voice, uh, that was an indicator that she hasn't used her voice in a long time.
0: That is so but true. But I never made the connection
1: that maybe she they were already switched.
0: Yes, like, I remember now. Because I was thinking when I first heard Red talk, because she's like swallowing and her voice comes out really, you know, obviously raspy. And I was waiting for the other people in her family to talk because I thought they could communicate in the same way. They just haven't used their voices a lot. And then none of them ever really... the dad he would make grunting noises like very animalistic sounds and then the kids just didn't say anything at all so i realized like wait a minute why can she talk and then it clicked back to when i was first like the very opening scene i'm like it's because she's switched and just the other one learned how to talk because she was on the surface and you naturally like go through the educational system in her background so yeah i had an inkling early on that they were switched I just didn't know what to make of it in the end
1: and then i think with the daughter do you know her name i forgot but when, oh,
0: i don't remember it
1: Ooh. when the daughter was running away from her, t- her tethered yeah. it, i kind of felt that her tethered was a lot faster than she was mm-hmm. so and then she, she mentioned that she wanted to quit track but then um she still had to run for her life but then her tethered was like it seemed to it seemed to me that she was a lot superior with running and that's how she caught up so fast. Right. Is there is there anything we can like make can we make a connection to any of this?
0: I think I was reading somewhere how since they're mirroring what their surface person is doing that they're forced to do this repetitive action and their body ceases to be more than just those actions like a compilation of whatever action they're made to do so for example if you relate it to even um sex because people were talking about how i don't remember the specific lines but um red implied that she had or she gave birth when she didn't want to because she had to do what surface level adelaide was doing and so it just makes you think like oh like how does sex work how does eating work how does um, like the dancing and all of that so it's just weird to think about the actions that are so regular to you and what give you joy and then seeing that mirrored in you but without any emotion or interest in it so maybe because of that it's it's just a repetitive robotic thing and she doesn't have like the tethered version of the daughter so it's not so much of oh this doesn't give me joy anymore so I don't want to practice it's a I have to do this and this is my life this is my life's repetitive motion and so she's just stronger in that
1: So you're trying to say that it's all, it's about choice right so the above yeah. I, that's what that's my what my idea is is the above daughter she has a choice and she can ju- uh, she has judgment so she can uh, decide for herself, like, I don't like track anymore, so I'm not going to do it. But then the lower class um, daughter, she does not have a choice and she doesn't understand what choice is. Exactly. She's just doing what uh, people, the people ab- above are doing. I think that's meant to represent, like, in real life when people in poverty, they don't have a choice or the luxury of choosing um, jobs or ways to support themselves. They just have to do whatever mm-hmm. to to make it. Right. That's the connection I was thinking of. Yeah. Ooh. What else? What else do you have? Red. Um, oh, not red. Be- before the f- the tethered broke into the home, Adelaide told her daughter to put on her shoes as if she knew that her daughter would have to run. She didn't tell her son to put on shoes, oh. and she didn't put on shoes. But she specifically told her daughter to go put on shoes. She may have on have have had shoes on already, but then why would she not tell her son to put on shoes? Yeah, why wouldn't shoes? she just
0: be like, Oh, kids, put on your shoes?
1: Yeah, so it's like she knew that she knew she already knew what her the original Adelaide was gonna do and what the challenge was gonna be for her daughter, so she that's why she told her daughter to put on her shoes.
0: Mhm. Yeah, it seems like in this situation the tethered are a lot more connected for the Wilsons versus In the other circumstances where we see the tethered like killing their surface people. So the way that Adelaide and red Interact with one another one another and that just it Symbolizes that there has been that switch and the consequences of what that means for that Yeah, did you want to like explore the Like this pre notion of her knowing what red would do
1: Yeah uh, yeah, it does. I think it has to do with the connection thing where even though she may But then how could she a, a major point that people bring up is how could she have forgotten where she's from all this time? What right? do you mean? Because Okay, so she the Adelaide Wilson we t- we see is actually tethered Adelaide, right? But then <clears throat> how when when she's like talking with her husband about all of this, she acts like she she's like she's been um emotionally compromised but then people are saying how could she have forgotten that she switched with like the real adelaide wilson right she acts like she and then like in the end it's like she comes to this realization herself like oh i was i'm not the real adelaide and i just killed the real one so people are asking "How how could she have forgotten that she's not the real adelaide wilson
0: it seems like the more desperately that you want something the more you're willing to tell yourself that it's real so maybe in her situation um she desperately wanted to leave the underground and then you think that she'd have that knowledge all throughout her life like oh that's what i did i did it to survive and now it's my life but yeah the way she does talk about it or tells her husband about it is very emotionally charged so it seems like at some point she wanted to move past knowing that she's not real or knowing that she isn't supposed to be there by convincing herself that oh no like that was trauma but i am here and i'm the real one so maybe if you compare that to the larger scheme of things it's just an example of how desperately some people will do or how desperately they'll convince themselves to think certain ways in order to fulfill the narrative that they want to fulfill
1: so in the tethered adelaide's case she broke out of her her her, the class that she was born into but not through like right the right means like it was the wrong means by which she took away the life of her original and she took it for herself
0: and that's when it gets kind of weird because it in this movie it feels like there kind of isn't a right or wrong anymore because yeah if you think about it that way it is wrong for her to have stolen the life Of the original but it's also wrong for them to even be in that situation to begin with so when you're in that sort of place of deep repression it doesn't feel like there's a right or wrong for you like there's only survival and so she probably felt like what she was doing it wasn't with like evil intent per se but it was what she needed to do to be out of that you know does that make sense
1: okay and then but then what would have happened if the real Adelaide Wilson never went into that creepy um, tunnel, and then they would never meet? You know, so is that is that another connection that Jordan's trying to do, where the um, the original person and their tethered they actually the original finds that the some carnival tunnel actually leads to like the underground facility where the tethered are. So, what are the chances that the original alley would have gone through that tunnel and met her tethered?
0: Mm. Wait, are you saying what are the chances that she would have found her tethered if they hadn't met in the fun house or
1: I'm trying to ask if Jordan was trying to show something by making the original you know decide to just go through this this tunnel because it caught her interest and then she went deeper and deeper and it turns out that this tunnel is one of the entrances to the the tunnels the un, the underground tunnels and then her her tethered and the original they meet so is he trying to say something like deep with this mm. because imagine imagine like no one like no one else would disc- would find this and then Adelaide's the only one you know So is this just chance or is this part of Jordan's plan?
0: Hmm. That's a very interesting question with a lot of layers. Um, I don't know because the whole, cause when I think of it, it seems very circumstantial and chance like because the way that she even happened upon seeing her tethered and then meeting was this childlike innocence to explore and this boredom with the situation that she was in. But the way that they mirror things in the underground is so, it feels so repetitive and robotic that Chance doesn't really fit into it. So I don't know. I don't know what to make of this. Mm, do I, you got, think? I, got, I
1: got an idea. Yeah. Um, original Adelaide, she's born in a very nice world compared to her tethered, which, who was born in a terrible world. And then but then there's this idea of everyone having to keep their guard up or else they might be taken over by someone so i think a lot like in the real world after we leave school and then we enter a career whatever i think we'll always have to be on our toes right to be the best that we can be and if we don't then the next generation will like take take us over mm. so i think Even at that level, in the beginning of the movie, where it's just two kids, I think the original Adelaide going through that tunnel, and even though it wasn't safe, it was dark, it was raining, she let her guard down. And it allowed for even her child counterpart to take advantage of that and then make the switch.
0: That's true.
1: That's my idea. How How do you like that?
0: I think that's interesting.
1: That was completely spur of the moment. Was it? I didn't plan. Wow,
0: your brain juices.
1: Yeah, I didn't plan anything.
0: Sure. No. Oh, I had something that flew out of my mind, but I like that point.
1: So you had nothing then?
0: No, I had some point to make. Uh. Oh, so because you're talking about like entering a career path and then feeling that you could be very easily replaced if you're not on your toes. It's just like.
1: So I'm comparing like. The adult world, but with the yeah. children, the world of children as well, mm-hmm. where children it's a stretch, but I, I still like it's my interesting
0: idea. though. Yeah. What else?
1: what else? What else? What mm,
0: else? Let's see what I have. <laughs> oh, so I found this point. And so someone says the shadowed characters are not truly soulless. Their actions to violently escape their shackles are totally rational. If you were born into slavery and kept in captivity for your entire life, the first thing you would do upon gaining freedom would be to punish your oppressors. So what do you think about that?
1: Wait, isn't that saying that they would understand what slavery is, though? I I, I see the tethered as just mindless copies, Mm -hmm. physical copies, but no, like, mental capacity. Or very little mental capacity, which is why they needed someone with a higher level of mental capacity to lead them which is uh, original Adelaide.
0: Speaking of that, though, because you said they were kind of mindless. Um, remember that scene where it shows the parallel between what's going on in the surface and then underground and how that's mirrored? So, for example, at the fair, um, the people riding the roller coasters and then underground, they're I think they're just sitting there, but they're like yelling gleefully and mirroring that. And then there's the scene on the surface where the, the couple's feeding each other. And then in the underground, you see them like feeding each other live rabbit and you hear like the... Yeah,
1: I didn't notice you know, that until my second rewatch. Yeah, I didn't yeah. notice that they were eating rabbits.
0: It was Because you can hear the rabbit like squealing and I was just like, oh, God. Yeah, I think that was one part in the movie that made me cringe and feel really weird. <laughs> were there Were there like that? I appreciated
1: seeing that because I've never seen that in a horror movie before. And as you know... I'm not really big. On yeah, you horror. haven't
0: seen enough. I think that's why.
1: Sure. But then the ones I've seen are like the the hyped up ones like that have like a lot of marketing money and they put out cool trailers or whatever. It's always some demon taking over something or some creature that like... It's like then whenever I see like some nasty creature in a horror movie i just think like is this sci-fi now or is this like horror
0: mm. wait that's interesting because you don't really like horror and i like horror so how did this movie do you like it how does it rank yeah, in terms i loved of it. horror? i yeah? thought
1: get out was better but then i did a rewatch of get out and then i rewatch us and i think us is better Really, the idea in us is a lot scarier than the idea in get out get out was like um Placing the brain of a white person into the body of a black person. I think the idea in us is still scary in that.
0: It's more applicable. We have
1: copies of ourselves or there's people living in poverty or in a lower, lower class compared to us. And they're just, you know, waiting for a chance to break out of what they were born into. It's a lot more realistic. I see. Is it though?
0: Mm, I get what you're saying. I guess I'm
1: saying Us is the better movie, but... I would say
0: Get Out is the better movie.
1: Maybe maybe I'm wrong to say the, the ideas are, like, better or worse, but I just think Us was the better movie in terms of the idea being scarier.
0: Yeah, I think if you go off solely on idea, I'm sure it differs for everyone, but you could definitely argue that Us is more culturally concentrated and applicable but in terms of the execution, I still think I prefer Get Out. I liked it a lot.
1: Yeah, I've heard people say the execution was better, but...
0: I know people said execution for Us was definitely more like horror-navigated and scary because Get Out feels more like a thriller to people. But I don't know. Yeah, Us was scary. I'm not sure, but I think I... would I still prefer.
1: Speaking of Thriller, yeah, the kid, the kid Adelaide, she was wearing a the Thriller shirt, yeah, Yeah. Michael Jackson shirt. Yeah,
0: do you think that has symbolism?
1: Yeah, I know there is because, but I just (laughs) forgot, so I'm trying to read up right now.
0: No, I can tell you because um, if you watch the Thriller music video, it ends the same way that Us ends, essentially because if you rewatch the music video and you see that. Michael Jackson is protecting his girlfriend from all of, like the zombies and the monsters but then at the end it shows that he's actually the bad one or the villain so that's how it ties into the movie.
1: I've actually never seen the entire music video. Really? Yeah I, lo- I love the song but I never saw the entire music video.
0: Mm-hmm. At the end like his eyes uh he turns to the camera and there's like an evil laugh playing in the background and his eyes are glowing yellow and it just pauses on his face to really emphasize that all along you were misled by him so
1: i think yeah i just know all i know from thriller is the dance and how successful the the song was and the album was mm-hmm. so i wonder what jordan's gonna do next right because he takes things from his childhood and he kind of incorporates them into his movie. so he's done a lot of the shining and then this time he does michael jackson what else was big in the eighties?
0: Mm, I agree with the whole nostalgia factor. I'm not sure what else was super big in the eighties because I wasn't. I haven't seen a lot from that time period. But I know Lost Boys is from the eighties, and apparently that was a really big horror movie too. Yeah, so, we talked about that. Yeah, yep. we talked about that. Um, is this The Shining's from the eighties? I didn't know.
1: I'm pretty sure, or nineties uh, maybe. Ooh. He's always said that he tries. He wants to make horror movies that he wanted to see as a kid Mm. so i guess him being um being black back then and all of the horror movies were with white actors and actresses Mm -hmm. and that's why he's doing like an all-black cast
0: right oh i think the thing might be from the 80s too but the thing with that is that's very gruesome and body horror oriented and i'm not sure if jordan wants to go in that direction for future movies what do you think
1: What's like the next big idea of his that he would want to do? So he's tackled race, black, r- black versus white, and then he's done um, class differences this time. What's next?
0: Mm, let's see. What are some big issues facing the country that he'd want to tackle? With the race or with the class um, metaphor he was making, he sort of tied in poverty a bit. But I don't think that's as um, manifested actually because the main characters in us are pretty middle class. Mm, let's see. Maybe hate crimes because they've been what a thing. What about huge LGBT? F- Ooh. Yeah. That could probably be a good one.
1: Yeah. It's tied together with how, like, black LGBT people. Mm hmm. That's like a whole separate issue.
0: Yeah, that's definitely something that we don't really see in media besides the recent Moonlight film. But it'd be interesting to see how he'd turn that into a horror picture.
1: Let's talk about that Bible verse. Yeah. Since
0: mm-hmm.
1: I don't know. I don't know what that verse means Do you.
0: Right. Um. So it has to do with the apocalypse, I think. But basically something big is going to happen and it's terrible and there's nothing that you can do to stop it. I think that's essentially what the Bible verse is. So how do you think that ties into the film?
1: So it was Jeremiah eleven eleven therefore thus saith the Lord, behold, I will bring evil upon them, which they shall not be able to escape, and though they shall cry unto me, I will not hearken unto them. So basically mirroring the tethered taking over the above world.
0: It's interesting because the usage of the word evil, so it pins them as this evil force when if you examine it deeper there we talked about it earlier i think where there's not really evil or good just survival of the fittest basically but what do you think of it the bible verse
1: i don't know too much about the bible at all so but i i love how, how i love how directors like incorporate bible verses into movies as like subtle hints to the plot
0: oh what did you think about the very first opening bit where it's the words on the screen and how about the tunnels and whatever did that sort of set up anticipation for you
1: I thought it was gonna go back to race I think cuz the it was meant for slaves right the tunnels were meant for slaves or something like that
0: I'm not sure if that's what they put in there maybe you're right though I just remember them saying that there are channels and channels of tunnels and no one knows their purpose and then it kind of leaves it's, a, it's that. A good it's a
1: good it's a nice setup because it makes you think of like this whole entire world underneath us like where, where we think the uh, our world is already that big there's like an entirely new system of tunnels uh, under us yeah so. i really
0: like how he plays with that idea because so many tunnels are scary and they're so unknown so i think that's what a lot of fear stems from in people is the unknown
1: let's talk t- about hands across america mm-hmm. so hands across america they it was like the last thing that adelaide wilson saw before she was captured so when she was a kid and then when she incorporated or initiated her plan all of the tethered like they just literally stood across america holding hands
0: right what did you think of that visualization
1: it was, a. It was like, a good view of, like, solidarity between all the tethered. And it's just funny because cause it's just she took the last thing that she had from her memory and then she used that for her plan. And I think I read that that was Hands Across America was, like, this program meant to fundraise money for, like, the homeless. And they just fell, like, really short of their goal or something.
0: hmm Yeah. Ooh, was the 80s when it was first starting to get big, the movement?
1: 6.5 million people held hands for 15 minutes in an attempt to form a continuous human chain across the United States. And they, most of them donated $10 to reserve their place in line. And it was meant to fight hunger and homelessness and help those in poverty. They raised about $15 million for charities.
0: Wait, how long until it like collapsed?
1: Yeah, so they wanted to raise at least 50 million and then but they only raised 15 million. So they failed Inc. a lot, by a lot.
0: Hmm, Interesting. Do you think that failure sort of has a place in the film or within wait, the conflict? What would you say? So do you think that failure of the movement sort of has a place in the film or in like the deeper meanings? In the film
1: so Peel said that the reason why um, hands across America happened at a crucial time in his life and quote that was when I was afraid of horror movies that's when the Challenger disaster happened so there are several 80s images that conjure up a feeling of both bliss and innocence and also the darkest of the dark mm. so it's like all these people are standing and holding hands to raise money for a good cause but then it's like that's a good thing but then when you think of on the other side like how many people are really suffering in poverty it just changes mm-hmm. up like the whole idea of it when you think about it
0: yeah and also how also how desperate people can get when they're just trying to reach their means of supporting a bigger cause and so seeing that reflected in the movie and how red through more violent means is just trying to um have a better path for her and the tethers is very interesting, I think
1: all right, let's just finish up on last two things, and it's about Kitty so i mm. find out I find out what her name was the the neighbor or slash friend of the yeah. the Wilsons and Kitty's when the cameras focus on her, and then you see she has like scars in her face, and that's because she's trying to imitate her original getting plastic surgery above
0: mm-hmm
1: and the growls and the grunts when adelaide was killing um kitty and it it's like it's also another hint that she's also she's not an original human because she's kind of like reverting back to her original right like animalistic nature
0: yeah what do you think about that because i read some people saying that's a sign that you can never really escape your true nature in a sense but is there a true nature to a person when you're affected so differently by your different upbringings but yeah i remember the like her very guttural noises and when i was watching the movie i was like oh that's weird like she's very animalistic right now but i also really like the point about kitty
1: i didn't think at all that she was like already replaced when she was a kid when i saw that i thought like that's just the that's like a normal sound to make when you're literally using everything you have to defend yourself and like fend off attackers
0: yeah i don't mm, there's definitely that in play but when you watch it again or i feel when i was watching it it was very there's something a little off about it but i think that was the whole point is trying to make you question what's really going on
1: all right i'll end it right now thank you christy Mm -hmm. for coming
0: it was a pleasure
1: (laughs) do you want to say thanks to thanks for listening to the dough post
0: can i say that yeah okay Thanks for listening to the Dough Post.
1: All right. (laughs) I'll see you later.